When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Steps into it, pass is caught, digs, sideline, touchdown, unbelievable, Vikings win it. Here's your ball game, folks, as Flutie takes the snap, he drops straight back, has some time, now he scrambles away from one hit, looks, uncorks a deep one for the end zone, Thalen is down there. Oh, he got it, he got it, he got it, touchdown, 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 Christie kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it, to... it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's 40, got something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got 40, it. 20, 10, He's got 5, it. End zone. Touchdown, Titans. There are no flags on the field. Under center is Wangler at the 45. He goes back. He's looking for a receiver. He throws down to the fire. Give me two. Palazzo Podcast. I'm Michael Govier. I bring the funk, and I don't fake the funk on a nasty dunk either. That's why I'm bringing it, and I'm not faking it. Because if you fake the funk on a nasty dunk, you're really not going to have credibility. Welcome to the show. Michael Govier here. It's December 23rd. Blizzard 2022 is in progress right now. The wind is blowing. It's howling. And right now, it is a snowstorm out there. We've been doing drugs for two days with Pedro Guerrero. Not that type of snowstorm. A very real weather snowstorm, not a cocaine storm, as they say. Chad says, literal breaking news as the show comes on the air. What do we got, Chad? What's the breaking news? Give it to Papa. I must know. I must know the truth right now. Hey, happy holidays, everybody. Hope you have a wonderful time. Hope everybody has the time of their lives. Oh, look at this. This is a football show. The Toronto Blue Jays and the Diamondbacks are in agreement on a trade that will send Dalton Varsho. To the Blue Jays for a package that includes top prospect 
Gabrielle Moreno. Wow, that's a big deal. That is a big trade. You're right. That's worth talking about. I got to tell you, that's intense. And I would love to talk about that, but this is not a baseball show. So I'm not going to bring two worlds together because if worlds collide, then all hope is lost. I will tell you that we got a great FTN draft guide. Promo code MJGovier, okay? The 2023 FTN Fantasy Draft Guide, ftnfantasy.com, our Fantasy Baseball 2023 Draft Guide is as good as anybody's. It's as outstanding a purchase as you can make when it comes to preparing for 2023. Eric Cross, Vlad Settler puts it all together. A ton of people, Jenny Butler, myself, all kinds of contributors from around the fantasy baseball landscape. It's absolutely worth it. And if you sign up for the package, use the promo code MJGovier. When you do, you save 20% and you get access to the Discord and all of the other things that will help you win in 2023. If you're a high-stakes player, if you're a regular Jane or Joe, this is the place for you. FTNFantasy.com. Yes, I work there, but I also believe in what we're doing. It's a good thing. It is a good, good thing. That's right. That's putting it mildly. Maybe that is putting it mildly. I don't know. Chad says, to get us back to football, viva la Air Force. That's right, Air Force, big winner in the bowl game over Baylor last night. Yay! America, Air Force, militarism. Woohoo! All right, look, it's the holiday, and I didn't do a show last week. I'm really sorry about that. I lost three subscribers because I didn't do a show for one week. That tells you how competitive it is out there. You guys have high standards. I hate to lose a subscriber, but you've all come and gone so many times. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. So let's just dive right into it. Let's make this show quick and simple. Week 16, NFL football. Of course, the Discord is free. I put the link in the description. Everything you need to know is all available in our description. Discord's free. Patreon has been shit. I got to revamp it and bring it back hard for January 2023. It has not been acceptable what I've been doing. I'm very disappointed in myself as a Patreon giver. In fact, I'm going to give a free month because I owe... Those people who stuck around, you never left me in the Patreon. Those people are cool. And I'm thinking of you, especially during this wonderful time of giving. That's right. It's only a temporary time of giving. You don't give all year. You only give for this exclusive window of giving right now, (laughs) which I think is just hilarious. But, hey, that's how it goes sometimes. I'd like to give all year long if I can. What's this? It's called giving. That's what it's called, Robert. So please, during this time of giving, consider the Discord, consider the Patreon. I don't think we've grown as much as I thought we would this year, but we've grown because the people I know now, like Chad and Jared and all these other people, like Jasper, these were new people I didn't know in my life before. And I can't wait to see who we get to meet in 2023. I look forward to meeting you if you're new. Welcome aboard. Come on in. We like you. We really do. We really do. What's up, Jasper? Happy holidays, Jasper. Remember, if you're not doing well, if you're struggling, you feel like, man, holidays got me down. I'm stressed out. Money's tight. I mean, this country is filled with people who are strapped. We're strapped and we're barely hanging on. The kids, family, job situation, yada, yada, yada. You're very typical and normal. You're not unusual in any way. In fact, there's millions of people like you out there right now. I'm like you. I had somebody hit me up recently and asked me about how to get off of opioids. It was really powerful because that's why I do this stuff. When you can help somebody, tangible, meaningful change in their life, not because it's me doing it, it's just that 
I had learned through my own painful experience how to help others. That's pretty cool. So that's what this stuff is all about in the end. I love football. I love gambling. I love winning. I mean, I'm all about winning. But the stuff that sticks with me long-term are moments like these when people reach out, we connect, and we can find some you know, common ground. We can help each other by learning about what really matters in the end. Because one day, as I say often, we will all be gone. Did you turn into this holiday show to find out that one day you'll all turn to dust? Is that what you're here for? Yeah, I know. Sorry about that. Wow, dude. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll change the script. I'll flip the script. Flip mode. Just like uh, Buster Rhymes. Remember Buster Rhymes did flip mode? Uh, but here we go. Questions are rolling in. Brandon Jacobs, former New York Giants running back, one of the biggest running backs ever to play the game. He was like 6'3", 260. He played at Auburn. Transferred to a junior college? Or did he... Played a junior college and then transferred to Auburn. I can't remember. Either way, he was a Super Bowl champion, I believe. Welcome in, Brandon Jacobs. Full PPR, one wide receiver slot, and two flex. Hollywood Brown. Oh, Brandon updates us. Two rings, baby. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you for the update on that. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Let's lock that in. Two rings. Brandon Jacobs. Full PPR, one wide receiver slot, and two flex. Hollywood Brown, Marquise Goodwin, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Dallas Godare. Dallas Godare. Return to sender. Back for more, Dallas. And Jordan Palmer. Jordan Palmer? Oh, my. <laughs> I just called Josh Palmer Jordan Palmer, who was the brother of Carson Palmer. Jordan Palmer played at UTEP. It was much worse than Carson. And I think he's actually a coach now. Doesn't Jordan Palmer run, like, his own show, and he talks about his very, very brief life as a third-string backup in the NFL? Anyways, Mr. Jacobs, let's get to it. Let's get on a brass tacks. I got to tell you. Hollywood Brown, Trace McSorley show, right? That's probably what we're looking at there against the Buccaneers. A terrible Christmas Day game. Have no interest in that. Sounds bloody awful. Marquise Goodwin, Seattle against the Chiefs. We have to throw it a lot. The Chiefs will cause the game to become high scoring for the Seahawks. Kind of like Marquise Goodwin. Zach Moss uh, against the Chargers. I know the Chargers' run defense is horrendous, but they're playing a little bit better, and the Colts are shell-shocked after that nightmare. The ultimate comeback. I mean, I was in the casino Saturday, last Saturday, for that game. I was working on some bets. You know, I had some DFS plays set up for the trifecta game. It was the Colts and the Vikings that kicked off a triple header last Saturday, and at halftime, it was 33-0. I saw it over a blackjack table on a screen. I was like, oh, wow, 33-0. I've got to go bet the Vikings. I don't care how few points or how many points they're getting. I'm taking the Vikings at whatever the number is right now. And it was at 21 and a half, and that was super easy money. That was the easiest money ever. I didn't know they'd win outright, but I know the Vikings are always making the game closer, whether they're way behind or they get out to a big lead. They've gotten out to big lead against the Bears and other teams in the first half, only to watch that game get very, very tight towards the end. That's what the Vikings do. The Vikings are annoying in that way. Whatever, motherfucker! Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so, yeah, Zach Moss, Singletary, Devin Singletary against Da Bears, Dallas Godare returning from injury, and then Josh Palmer, not Jordan. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. Anywho, Josh Palmer is intriguing. It's full PPR. I do like that. Remember, we got one wide receiver slot and two flex. So I'm going to play Marquise Goodwin in the wide receiver slot. 
And then in the two flexes, I think I'm going to go Singletary and Palmer. Although I wouldn't fault you for starting Hollywood Brown, but I think that's my final answer here. Between Hollywood Brown, Marquise Goodwin, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Dallas Goder, and Josh Palmer, I like Palmer, Singletary, and Goodwin with Hollywood coming in at number four. There you go. I'm locked that in right now. Booyah! There you go. I hope that helps, Brandon. Chad says, all right, Govier, I need you to tell me and my team starting Trace McSorley in the semis that everything's going to be all right. Eh, I mean, crazy shit happens in the fantasy playoffs, right? And the Bucs are a joke. They're a total fraud. It's Christmas night. The Bucs could be like, why are we here? We're so bad, and now here we are on Christmas night playing football, and we're not good. They could get really depressed. I think the Bucs are already quite depressed, frankly, and that's okay. They're going to take a look at Trace McSorley, and it could be like, what's this? Who the hell's that guy? Trace McSorley? And he could end up putting up some points. He's got the weapons, too. DeAndre Hopkins, Marquise Brown. I just passed on Marquise Brown, but I put him fourth just behind the top three. It was very, very tight. I wouldn't blame you for starting Trace McSorley at all. I wouldn't, especially if the matchup was right and you felt the desperation was warranted. Do it. Do it. Jasper says, 2023 is going to be my year. Things are coming together. Finally, now that I have a direction and a clear path to get there, I'll get in touch with you in January on a few co-op opportunities. Yes, you know, Jasper, I always wonder what happened with the website. And you had a lot of, Jasper's been a diehard Palazzo pal forever. We love Jasper. You, buddy. This is for you and your 2023, my friend. Go get it. Make it happen. He also says, RIP Franco Harris. Franco Harris died right before the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception this weekend. The Raiders and the Steelers. By the way, the weather's going to be a huge factor this weekend. We got this huge nor'easter nightmare, whatever the hell you want to call this thing. It's going to impact the games with freezing temps, wind. I mean, out there right now, if somebody had to play football in this weather that is currently outside my door, it would be very, very difficult. Oh, I missed one here. This is from Jax the Name. What's up, Jax the Name? I'm sorry, I missed your comment. Taysom Hill or Njoku, PPR. Thanks. I don't know, man. Deshaun Watson sucks. And Njoku was in a big spot last week where it looked like he would be a great play. He did not deliver at all. And the weather's going to be shit in Cleveland. I know that they're taking on the Saints here. But Taysom Hill can move with his legs. So I'd rather take Taysom Hill over Njoku. I really would. That, I'm going to lock that one in as well. Taysom Hill over Njoku. You heard it here first. Booyah. Brandon says, appreciate it. Hey, welcome. Subscribe to the show here. The Discord's free. If you're not in the Discord at all, let me drop that link in this live chat so that you newcomers can get that full experience. Because we talk football, baseball, everything, betting. We talk it all, all off season long, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There it is. Discord link is now in the live chat. Join us. Join us. Welcome to the future. Brandon Jacob says, Lions NFC Championship. Book it. <laughs> My Bozo Lions in the NFC title game. It sounds so bizarre that it just might happen. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, I don't know how mild you could put the Lions in the NFC title game, no matter how you say it. My Bozo Lions. Ben Johnson is a head coach in waiting. He's a really good offensive coordinator, and he's going to be a head coach next year. No doubt about it. 
Chad says, Taysom Hill is the number one tight end of the week. His setup is so strong. He has legitimate consideration at quarterback for people this week, too. Ooh, okay. Uh, Brandon says, I'm a Lions fan, too. Have hope. Oh, really? Well, dude, yeah. I live right here in Metro Detroit. Welcome to the show, dude. Support me. Support the local dude. Join our Discord. Get connected with us. You belong here with us, Brandon Jacobs. You definitely do. Discord link is in the live chat. Join the movement. Get connected. Born and raised Michigander here, Metro Detroit. Bozo Lions have been one of the banes of my existence for a long, long time. But I believe in Brad Holmes. And I said this when Brad Holmes was hired. I liked the hire, and I was hopeful about Brad Holmes as the GM for Detroit. Because of all the moves he made, Les Snead got a lot of credit in L.A. But Brad Holmes was architect behind a lot of moves. And the fact that his faith in Jared Goff, that is the biggest surprise. It's really paid off. I, I thought Jared Goff was trash. I thought he was a placeholder. I'm no different than anybody else. But Jared Goff has really, really gotten the most out of himself. And he never complained. He didn't say, why me? Why? He didn't go on Twitter and, you know, delete all his old friends or disassociate himself from his team. He took it in a pride-swallowing fashion. And that's cool. That's really, really cool. Jared Goff deserves full credit. Was he ready? I don't know. Well, he's ready. Look at him. Well, apparently he is ready. I think it's exciting. And the Lions are definitely a playoff threat. They really are. I had some friends of mine last week say, what, are you going to make the playoffs and then get killed by the Niners? Well, not so fast, my friends. The 49ers have a rookie quarterback. The defense is outstanding, and the Niners have a great foundation. But they're still playing with a rookie quarterback, and that makes them suspect. It really does. And I can't believe I'm even saying that and putting them and the Lions in the same sphere. It's hard to believe, but that's where we are right now. Chad says, I benched Jamison Williams for Goodwin, so expect a breakout game this weekend. <laughs> it's going to be bad weather in Carolina. And Carolina, that line is not moving with Carolina. We'll talk about that in a moment. Brandon says, so if we have a shot at Young or Stroud, do you take them or use both first-rounders building defense? I don't want C.J. Stroud at all. I'm not a fan. I'm anti-C.J. Stroud. Uh, Bryce Young is really talented, but he's awfully short. You know, Kyler Murray, it really hasn't worked out for him. He's a short guy. Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl, but it was really more about his defense. I know Drew Brees won a Super Bowl, so you can be short and if the offense is tailored for you. But Drew Brees is also was one of the best offensive minds this century in Sean Payton. He put Drew Brees in situations where he could thrive. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, that is putting it mildly. So I'd rather just go defense and whatever Brad Holmes wants to do, I'm with Brad Holmes. I really am. And the Lions are, it's such a perfect story. They're winning games, will likely make the playoffs, and the pick that they traded for by giving up Matthew Stafford is now a top three pick because the Rams are so bad and the Rams have no sign of getting any better. It's incredible. It's all you could ever ask for is to make the playoffs, keep winning, and have a top five pick. <laughs> it's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. I know. So that's how I feel about that. Jasper says, my football team only won this year, was out of the playoffs back in week four. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Jasper, you don't deserve that. You're a good man and thorough. We're live here on the Plotso Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Make sure you Give subscribe to the YouTube. Like this video. They say smash that like button. And, of course, follow us on Twitter, two L's, two Z's. And the Discord link is in the live chat. Join us. It's free. 
Brandon says, I'm not, a, I'm not a Stroud fan either, but Bryce Young is a lot different than Kyler. Let's build defense and grab Lamar Jackson in the offseason. Ooh. Ooh, that's fun. The Padres and hello, Father. Father, may I? Yes, you may. He says, Justin Fields with three question marks. What does, does that mean? Should I start Justin Fields? Are you afraid to play Justin Fields? Because I wouldn't be at all. I played Justin Fields in DFS last weekend, and I just wish that I had made more lineups with him. I was really locked in on Fields. I'm like, he's going to run, 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 and he ran all over the Eagles. They probably should have beat Philly, but they didn't. So now that they're taking on the Bills, no problem. Take Justin Fields. Keep him in your lineup. The Bills' defense is trash. The Bills never cover either. They haven't covered in seven out of eight games or something like that. I'm taking the Bears in the eight points easy, easy again. It's the same story as last week. I don't get it. Justin Fields doesn't need to throw. He just needs to run for 200 yards every week, and we're fine. He's the man. The Padre, two thumbs up from the father. Thank you, father. We appreciate that. You're a good man. All right, let's dive into the action here, and then I get the hell out of here because it is, you know, it's technically a break. I should be chilling right now doing cocaine with Pedro Guerrero. We've been doing drugs for two days with Pedro Guerrero. That's what I should be doing, but uh, I don't know why I'm not doing that yet. That's what I deserve. I deserve it, too. What? Yeah, you heard me. All right. So let's dive into this slight. Let me pull it up here. Live in the Plato Podcast. I'm Michael Govier. Thanks for being here. Thanks for everything this year. If you've been here with me all year long, the last couple of years, thank you so much. First year we did football full on this year. Mixed bag. I could have offered more. Probably more live quick hitters too early in the week to start talking about waiver wire pickups. There's always more I could do. I'm only one man though, and I do so many things. I'm stretched a little thin, and I need to consider my options going forward. So you guys get the most out of me and the show. The Plotzo Podcast, which I I can't believe I'm gonna bring this up, but I am gonna bring this up. I've had discussions with people who have done well. They found their little corner of the world and they're very happy with it. And I might have to do a rebrand of the name. Yeah. I mean, I love the Plato podcast is peep peep. You know, I minimized it from, hey, it's the Enrico Palazzo fantasy baseball podcast, which was super long and probably a dumb name in the first place. Wow, dude. But I, I just thought it was funny, you know? I didn't, th- I didn't think about how you really need to grow with a name that makes sense to people who have no idea what Palazzo podcast mean or, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo is because it's a really old reference. I tried to add the fantasy sports to it to help people understand that, but they're probably still like, Who's Palazzo? Am I Palazzo? They probably, people probably thought I'm Palazzo. So we might have to change the name, folks. And, you know, I tread lightly. I, I don't make this decision easily. That's putting it mildly. I just want you to know that, okay? But it's something I'm going to consider during the break, and we'll find out if it actually happens. But either way, we'll still be the same people doing the same thing. We don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that, okay? Okay, second down and nine. Chad says, Houston was minus seven versus Louisiana. It's getting shut out 13-0 near halftime. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I took Houston. I thought they were turning a corner. 
Clearly, that was a mistake. I took Houston minus seven. I'm a moron. Can't trust it. Yeah, you can't trust it. All right. Diving into the week 16 slate. A lot of you already checked out because you're out of your fantasy playoffs. But those of you who are still alive, don't forget, even if you're out of it, we got NFL betting here. We've got lines to look at. We got prop plays. We got DFS. So DFS never ends. And this is the key that you need to understand. When it's Christmas Eve and you're farting around with your family or your loved ones or whatever you're doing, you can have a whole slate of Saturday action. Isn't that awesome? You have failed. No, the NFL has not failed. They have made a great decision here, and I'm so proud of them. It's a flawless, flawless victory. victory. Flawless victory for the NFL Saturday slate. Round of applause to them for doing what they did. I'm really, really, really proud of them. Good job, NFL. Rarely do they get things right. Rarely. They did not get this one wrong. Woohoo! I'll lock that in. I give the NFL credit right now. That's a rare moment in this show's history. All right, so we're talking the Bears and the Bills. The Bills are eight-point favorites, and I don't understand. Oh, here we go. Our dog. What's up, our dog? He says, Deontay or Mostert? 50th anniversary. Steelers Raiders of the Immaculate Reception, which was totally bogus anyways. Franco Harris died. He's dead. By the way, Franco Harris was pro-Jopa when the whole Sandusky thing went down. I'm just saying. I'm not saying anything either way. I'm just reporting the facts to you. Okay? But Deontay showed life recently, but that was only because Carolina kept blitzing again and again and again on Mitch Trubisky and leaving a backup corner who came in after what's-his-face got hurt for the Panthers last week. And Deontay... Expose that again and again and again. I'm not so sure that's going to happen again against the Raiders, but at the same time, I'm supposed to trust Mostert against Green Bay, and I I could do that. I think I could actually do that. I'm going to go Mostert here. I really like what Mostert showed in the snow against Buffalo last weekend, and if it's his show, if Jeff Wilson is not part of the program here, it's Mostert for me. I'm going Raheem Mostert. Malaki 1476 what's up Malaki can I ask about fantasy football you damn right you can that's what the show's all about ask away Malaki only thing I ask is that you subscribe to this YouTube channel and like this video please that's all I ask Malaki and in return I will answer your questions until the cows come home Chad says so new name is the Russell Crowe fantasy hour right <laughs> that's a good one Chad that's really really good oh, he's ready look at him Jasper says, my brand is coming out January 2023. I'll message you later, bro. Love you, Jasper. Keep me updated. Tell me what we need to do. I'm ready to rock. Oh, and Jasper also says, Mostert as well. Just in case you were wondering, our dog looks like the consensus is Mostert. Does that mean you go contrarian, though, with Deontay? I'll leave it up to you. Malaki says, pick three. Keenan Allen, Pittman, Amari Cooper, Marquise Goodwin again. Wow, Marquise Goodwin keeps coming up on the show. That makes me wonder... If he's going to have a big week, maybe he's going to be a DFS darling this weekend. Gabe Davis, who's trash, and Deontay Johnson once again. So to review, pick three of these. Who would you guys pick if you're listening live right now in the audio format on podcast form? Would you pick Keenan Allen, Michael Pittman, Amari Cooper, Marquise Goodwin, Gabe Davis, Deontay Johnson? Pick three of those. Well, you got to go Keenan Allen and Marquise Goodwin. And sooner or later, you think Gabe Davis is going to do something. That might, I thought last week would be the week where he would have a big game at home, even if he only caught three balls for like 100 yards and a touchdown. I thought that would be last week for Gabe Davis. That was not the case. 
And we keep chasing that Gabe Davis dragon, hoping for that big game. But there's clearly a disconnect there between... Because there's a lot of targets that come to Gabe's way as well, and the ball doesn't always meet his hands or stay there either. So... You can chase the Davis Dragon if you want, but I think the more reliable plays here are Allen, Marquise Goodwin, and Pittman. I think that's my top three, with Gabe Davis being the runner-up. There you go. Lock that in. Booyah! Thanks, Malaki. Appreciate that. Chad says, uh, Allen. Allen for sure? Okay. Well, yeah, obviously Keenan Allen's a player. That's a no-brainer. Pittman on volume, and Chad says, I guess I go Goodwin. So, Chad basically agreed with me at the same top three. Maybe, again, that's bad. We keep agreeing here because that's what Jasper said. Cooper, Allen, and Goodwin. All three of us said the same damn thing. We got to pick six wide receivers to pick three of them. That's kind of weird. Makes me question our decision-making process. That's putting it mildly. That is putting it mildly. Hmm. Well, I hope you got the answers you're looking for. And if it doesn't work out, you can blame me. That's the best part about asking for fantasy advice. You can blame someone else when it doesn't work out money wow dude all right so the bills at the bears i love the bears i'm taking the plus eight the bills never cover they might actually cover this game though oddly enough i mean we're gonna have some weather issues a bit but most of the weather should be past chicago by the time this game gets played on saturday at 1 p.m at soldier field there could be remnants though there could be remainders it's gonna be cold i know that but the bills and the bears are basically the same outdoor team they both love this weather so there's no advantage to me Well, the Bills could end up covering, but I'm still going to take the eight in the Bears, and I'm going to play Justin Fields, and I'm going to be relying a little bit more on Devin Singletary. I think Singletary will be an important part of getting the Bills' victory in this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills lost this game flat out. I really wouldn't. I really would not. All right, let's talk Saints and the Browns. Saints plus three. And, boy, it really sucks when you make a DFS lineup with Deshaun Watson in it. Yeah, I know. I finally did it. It was the first time I've used Deshaun Watson in DFS this year. I used it last Saturday in the triple header that the NFL offered us, which is a lot of fun. I love those smaller pools where you only have six teams and there's only so many options. I feel like it's easier for me to identify the advantages, but I'm the guy who played Deshaun Watson instead of Kirk Cousins. That would have been the play last week in DFS last Saturday because Kirk Cousins had the ultimate comeback with four touchdowns and 460 yards passing. I'm a doofus. I make mistakes, but I'm here to learn and to grow. And I will tell you this, Nick Chubb, eh, what's the story there? I don't think Chubb is going to be a part of the plan for the Browns. Kareem Hunt, what about Dearness Johnson? Is that, wait, did I get that name wrong? You know the guy I'm talking about, the backup, D. Ernest. I like D. Ernest. And hell, even Felton's still on the team, isn't he? They have a lot of backs that they could go to here. And I think that's going to serve them well here in a cold game in Cleveland. It's going to be the elements, worst case scenario, hell on earth, freezing temperatures, wind. It's going to be brutal out there in Cleveland. No domes. Detroit, bunch of pansies here. We're a bunch of babies. We have a dome, even though we could have a massive weather advantage but we choose not to use that advantage that we have built into our culture here which always bothers me because it's fine to have a dome it's fine to have a dome if you play in 100 degree weather all the time but when you have the cold only part of the season because september october those are nice months in michigan beautiful 
You really only get that in late November and December. That's my two cents. What the hell do I know? I'm just a bozo talking about football, right? Let's lock that in as well. As we close out 2022, I want to get everything on the record so nothing was left to chance. Okay, we got more questions. We got Clack 5 White, Rashad White or Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon's been on a roll here. I don't know how you cannot play McKinnon against that porous Seattle defense. You're supposed to trust Rashad White in the Tampa Bay offense? Tampa Bay just throws it all the time now. They've given up on the running game. It's trash. I got to go McKinnon all day until I see otherwise. Even though I really liked Pacheco last week. I thought Pacheco was the DFS play against that terrible Houston run D. But it was, you know, McKinnon made the plays. He got the touchdowns. He made the game winner. And it looks like McKinnon's becoming a part of the package late in the year. So I got to go McKinnon, my friend. I'm going Mr. Jarek McKinnon until further notice. Uh, Jasper says Browns for the win, by the way, in that game between the Browns and the Saints. Chad says Saints double tight end stack is going to be nuts. The Saints, I mean, they feel like they have something to play for here, right? A possible NFC South division title. (laughs) Still technically possible. Cedric is in the house. What's up, Cedric? Welcome to the show. Subscribe and like the video. That'd be really nice of you. It would make my day. Don't you want to make my day? Come on. Make a guy's day. He says, Herbert or Fields this week? Herbert at Indianapolis. Indianapolis's pass defense, I know it all fell apart in the second half, but that was a one-off bizarro bozo comeback for the ages. For the ages. You'll never see anything like that ever again. Will you? No, I don't think you will because it was the greatest comeback in the history of the NFL. And the Colts just stood there and watched it all happen. And he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. Struck him off. Yeah, see? So, knowing that, the Colts have nothing to play for but pride. They are the home team. It's in a dome. And Herbert's playing in a dome. That's great atmosphere for the Chargers. But the Chargers are classic letdown team. And we know that the Chargers will screw us whenever they get the chance to, especially if it looks like it's something that they could easily do, like beat a bad Colts team, right? So I kind of want to say Fields here because Fields has been a fantasy darling. It doesn't matter if he's hurt or not. He puts up fantasy points. And in semifinals, now I don't know if you're talking DFS here or you're in your semi or first round playoff matchup, whatever it is, in week 16 of the NFL, Herbert has the better indoor matchup, and he's got all his weapons. So it looks like Herbert's probably the safer play, but part of me leans fields just because he's so good with his legs. And the Bills' defense is just not something that I fear at all. I got no fear. I do not. I'll probably go to Herbert by a hair, but I really want to say fields. I That's the best I can give you on that. I don't know if that helps or not. Cedric says, despite the weather, yeah, I'm not worried about the weather with Fields. He played at Ohio State. He's, he's played in the Midwest. He plays for the Bears. He's not. The weather's not going to affect him. He'll run, 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 run. Run, 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 run away. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Psycho killer? Talking heads, anybody? Hell yeah. So I, I don't think the weather plays into any problem with Fields there. I'm not worried about the weather. It's just a matter of will Fields get hurt? You know, his running style, living on the edge. That's the only risk. So it looks like Herbert's a safer play, but I really want to say Fields. All right, that's it. I've said it 10 times. I won't talk about it anymore. 
Thank you, Cedric. I hope that helped. Jasper says, Fields is going to show up and take over. Hell yeah, Jasper. That is what I like to see. I'm going to lock you in, Jasper. Jasper just locked himself in here on the Palazzo Podcast. Utah, give me two. Two L's, two Z's. We welcome all of you here. We love your questions. Anything you want to hear about or know about for Week 16 in the NFL, I got you covered here. Hell, the live chat's got you covered. We've got Jasper and company with Chad running things. Just Bob. I know you're not here right now, Just Bob. You're always here. I just want to wish you a wonderful, merry, happy season. And I hope to see you again real soon, Just Bob. Take care of yourself. Thanks for all your support this year, my friend. Thank you. All right. Cedric says, thank you. You're welcome, Cedric. Subscribe to the channel and like this video. Enjoy the Discord for free. I put it in the live chat. You scroll up a tad, you will find the link to that. If you want it again, here it is. Live, three, two, one. Booyah. Discord link. There it is. All right. So I was looking at the Saints and the Browns before we started talking about that side quest related to your fantasy team, Cedric. So Jeff Wilson's questionable for Sunday, too. So when we're talking about Mostert, that's good news. I really think Mostert's the guy that will be given the full load. They want to rest Wilson. The Dolphins probably feel like they're going to make the playoffs, but they really can't lose to the Packers either. Yeah. Hmm. That's a tough one. Uh, as far as injuries, too, by the way, Julio Jones doesn't look like he's going to play for the Bucs. Marquise Brown is questionable. Will he play? Is it even necessary for Marquise Brown to play this late in the year for a Cardinals team that's done? Ah, River Craycraft is doubtful for Week 16 for the Dolphins. And the reason I bring that up is because I really like Cedric Wilson. He's been dismissed all year. Cedric Wilson has not been gotten... He's not gotten any targets. He hasn't really gotten any playing time. But there's been injuries in the wide receiver depth chart for the Dolphins lately. And that's good news for Cedric Wilson, who I really, really like. Him and Dak Prescott, I mean, they had a great rapport last year. It was such a great rapport that Cedric turned it into a free agent contract with the Dolphins. And he had one catch last week, I believe. Cedric Wilson is a guy I really like late in the year here as a sneaky play with Tua and company. Get him the ball. Get him opportunities. I know they got Tyreek Hill. I know they got Jalen Waddle. But Cedric Wilson's going to play a role. He's going to be a factor in this NFL season before it's done. I'm talking about the regular season. I mean, playoffs, that could happen too. When I'm talking about your fantasy playoffs, your DFS lineups, consider Cedric Wilson. And uh, let's see. Cortland Sutton is questionable. Broncos, a team that still plays every week. I mean, the Broncos try every week despite the terrible coach and horrendous quarterback play. It's amazing. That Broncos defense has never let up all year long, and I want to give them credit. Round of applause to the Orange Crush defense. They're never saying that. Good for you guys. I mean, your coach sucks, your quarterback's trash, but you guys showed up every week. And the Broncos deserve a lot of love for that. They really, really do. That's pretty much all the nice things I can say about the Broncos this year. <laughs> That's pretty much it. What? Yeah, I know. Sorry, Robert. Uh, Nico Collins out for the year. He's on IR officially, so that's the end of Nico Collins this season. Another season of promise that kind of got wasted. I'm still waiting on Nico Collins to break out and really be a difference maker. And uh, we have to wait till 2023 once more to see that. Booyah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think that's pretty much it on the injury front. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Okay. Anyways, back to the regularly scheduled show. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. 
We're getting $6. That's right. We've made six bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows? Three, a two, one. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Clax wants to know, lineup one, Brady or Carr? Lineup two, Cousin or Carr? So Tom Brady versus Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins versus Derek Carr? Let's cover Brady versus Carr. Brady's got the Cardinals. Brady throws the ball a lot. Brady's basically running that offense now which means they throw the ball a lot, but it also means it's inefficient. It's short dinking ducks, not a lot of big plays. But he's got talented wide receivers still. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, these guys can play. Russell Gage had two touchdowns. Russell Gage's been on a roll lately. So there's opportunities for Brady to cash in. And Derek Carr is taking on the Steelers in the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception outdoors in Pittsburgh, where the weather could be havoc. To say the least. That's putting it mildly. That is putting it mildly. As I continue to talk like this, Kirk Cousins versus Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings. They will go head to head with none other than Christ. Who are the Vikings playing? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, the Giants. That's right. Yeah. Kirk Cousins at home in a dome. Versus Derek Carr outdoors in Pittsburgh. I'm going Cousins all day. But Brady versus Carr, again, I got to go Brady. He's playing in Florida. Good weather. Derek Carr is in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to be fired up. Both teams are 6-8. and eight. That's going to be a battle. It's going to be tough. Derek Carr has not shown consistency at all in terms of spreading the ball around. I know he's got a lot of weapons back. Darren Waller returns. Hunter Renfro's back. That's cool. That's good stuff. But... I think I'm going to go Brady. Yeah. Brady and Cousins. That's my choices there. I wish you well, Mr. White. Make sure you subscribe and like the video. Jasper says Steelers in all caps. Yep, Steelers. Clax says thanks. Anytime, Clax. Good to have you here. I love connecting with new people. That's what this show's all about. As we close out 2022, meeting so many newcomers. Love having you guys here. Stick around. Get to know us. I want to get to know you. Join the Discord for free. I just put the link in the live chat. I want to connect. I want to have friends. I do. Yeah, surprising. 
All right, so back to the lineup now. Saints, Browns is where I left off. The Saints are three-point dogs. I really don't want to bet on this game. I probably take the Saints if I have to here because both these teams are so similar to me. They're teams that can run the ball if they want to. They got coaches that seem competent, but they might not be. Deshaun Watson is not really that much better than Andy Dalton, but Taysom Hill now could be the man this weekend. I think I might take the Saints in the plus three. I love Taysom Hill. I don't like Kamara as much in this game. I would love to see Kamara get a ton of carries because of the weather factor, but it seems like Taysom Hill is going to be involved here and cause problems for Kamara. And Chris Olave, who played at Ohio State, he's played in this weather. He's not, this is not foreign to him. Once again, another player who knows this type of weather. But Chris Olave has not been able to dominate or really raise the bar like I thought he would to close out the year. I really thought there was some opportunities for Chris Olave to tear it up in DFS and have big games. And yeah, we haven't we haven't exactly seen that. I think that's fair, right? Or do you guys think I'm being unfair to Chris Olave? You tell me here on the Plotso Podcast. And as we look at it right now on Friday, you know, with that hamstring, he's not gonna play. That's it. So he's dead. He's not dead, literally. He just died in terms of being a football player on the field. Bye, Chris Olave. Hamstring, cold weather. Yeah, he's not playing. All right, so we can dismiss him, but then that means, you know what it means? Shahid. Rashid Shahid. I love this dude. And I'm so pissed that I did not see his big touchdown coming last week because I've used him earlier in the year. He had that big touchdown against the Cardinals and that Thursday night game, a 50-yarder. He's had big plays. So I'd like Shahid here maybe to make one big play, even though the weather's going to be total trash. It's going to be fun. Taking the Saints, remember Shahid. Remember, remember, Rashid Shahid. That's what I want you to take away from this. Woohoo! Next game, the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. Texans and Titans. Oh, my. Texans are three-point dogs. Remember, there's no Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's done. Malik Willis. The Titans are trash. It's over. Anybody could win this game. The Jags are going to win this division. I do think the Titans will pull this game out in a very physical, physical, brutal affair, but there's no fun to be had here. The only fun I can see is the Titans passing attack taking advantage of a weak Titans secondary. That's it. Chris Moore. Chris Moore? Although he's questionable. I don't know if we're going to see Chris Moore. Remember, like I said, Nico Collins is done. There's no Nico Collins anymore. So who's going to catch balls for these Texans? Is it Jordan Akins? Is it Brevin Jordan? Jordan Akins, Brevin Jordan. They're both tight ends for the Texans, isn't it? Goofy. But Chris Moore uh, is questionable with the foot issue. I feel like he's going to play in this game. But will he be effective? He's already a guy who's not a super talented wide receiver. He gets the most out of his game. Chris Moore, an excellent route runner. That's where he thrives. But I just don't see a lot of fantasy excitement in this game between the Texans and the Titans. I'm going to take the Texans plus three, but I'll feel horrible about it. I'd rather avoid this game entirely. Seahawks and Chiefs minus 10. Chiefs favorites. The Chiefs, they are just like the Bills. They screw around when they're big favorites. They did cover against the Rams a few weeks back when they were massive favorites, but it was super close. And then last week, the overtime victory against Houston. But Houston plays everybody close. The Seahawks are going to give everything they have, but they're going to get torched defensively by Kansas City. 
But I still think the Seahawks will cover because this is what the Chiefs do. They screw around, and the Seahawks are desperate enough to get a late touchdown and make this a cover. So I'm taking the plus 10 of the Seahawks, but I love all of the fantasy assets in this game. I love Geno Smith. And like we already talked about, Marquise Goodwin. Really, really like him in this game this week. And I love all the Chiefs options. Who's ever playing, however they're playing. Jarek McKinnon has become the guy in the backfield. I still like Pacheco. I think there's an opportunity for Pacheco to have a big game here. But the question is, will he get enough carries to make it worth his while? That's the big if. Andy Reid, Eric Bianami, you know the drill. These guys don't love to run the ball. Whatever, motherfucker! Yes, well, that is a fair response. But, I mean, they don't love to run the football in Kansas City. They just don't. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, that's more like it. Giants-Vikings. Just talked about Kirk Cousins indoors. The Giants get a big road win on Sunday night football against Washington. That was awesome. I actually took the Giants in the game. And this is the exact same spread again. Plus four on the road. The Vikings have clinched the division. They're going to win the NFC North. There's really not a lot they can do to change their playoff positioning now. But you don't want to get complacent at the same time. They also just came off the most ridiculous win that we ever done seen, right? So... Giants are more desperate. Vikings up and down. I think I'm going to take the four points here. I can see the Vikings winning this by a field goal. I can see the Giants winning this game outright, though. Daniel Jones has been relatively balancing force for the Giants this year. He's not a world beater, but in super flex leagues where I drafted Jones, he's been serviceable. He's been my second quarterback several times this season. He's helped me out, and I'm sticking with him. That Vikings defense stinks. So I'm taking the plus four in the Giants. I will tell you that I can't think of a fantasy asset in this game that I'm not excited about. Everybody should get their fill. Although Kayvon Thibodeau and that Giants defense is stepping it up a bit. Dalvin Cook is the one who bums me out the most because the only reason he had a good game last weekend was because of the miracle comeback, and he happened to have 95 receiving yards and a touchdown as well. But otherwise, he has not been great running the ball this year. He's just been very average. With Dalvin Cook, I want more than average. I do. Nothing wrong with having expectations. Booyah. That's right. Booyah. All right, we're humming along here. Let me know if you got a question here in the live chat. Bengals and the Pats. The Bengals are minus three road favorites against a Patriots team that just came off a horrendous last-minute bozo loss, which we have rarely seen Bill Belichick losing in a bozo fashion to his former offensive coordinator. I feel like they're good friends. So they it really, was it competitive, you think? I mean, these people are, we're talking the highest of the high when it comes to competitive people, NFL people. They're super competitive, right? I imagine that Josh McDaniels really wanted to beat Bill Belichick. We saw how fired up he was back in 09 when he was originally a terrible head coach with the Tim Tebow experiment in Denver when he beat Belichick. He came in his pants live on national television. Remember the fist pumping? Oh, 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 yeah. These people are sick. They're very sick people. They need help. Competition's healthy, but there's a fine line. And these people go way past it. All this to say, Bill Belichick is a three-point dog at home, but he doesn't have Joe Burrow. And I think that's really all it comes down to. Joe Burrow is top three, top three quarterback in the NFL. Top three. Yep. Lock it in. Booyah. Yeah. He's that good. He's so good. It's him. It's Mahomes. 
And I mean, Jalen Hurts is having a great year, but I'm not going to call him a top three quarterback in the NFL yet. So I, it's probably Josh Allen would be third. I would put Mahomes one, Burrow two, Allen three. Yep, I'll lock that in. There you go. That's my top three quarterbacks in the NFL. So I'm taking the Bengals minus three. I know the Bengals keep covering on the road like this. They were three and a half point favorites on the road against Tennessee. They covered. They were three and a half point favorites on the road against the Bucks last week. They covered. The Patriots, I'm supposed to fear now? I don't think so. <laughs> That's very unlikely. Can't trust it. I'm not trusting that at all. I'm taking the Bengals minus three. Ramondre Stevenson will be limited. I wouldn't be excited about the running attack. The Patriots have to throw to win this game. Maybe Hunter Henry gets off a bit, but I'm I'm playing my Bengals passing options all day long. Okay? That's a fact. All right, my Bozo Lions. Oh, we got Matt Cohen. Uh, Matt Chen's here. What's up, Matt Chen? Good to have you here. Welcome in. Welcome aboard, Matt Chen. Which two should I start? Dotson, Chark, Marquise, Burks, Osborne, Dobbs. Hmm. Two of those. Those are some fun options. I love Jahan Dotson. He's a fun player for Washington. DJ Chark. I knew he would get right. Once he got healthy and got more involved in the offense, he was playing well. And now he's on the road in Carolina in bad weather. So you got Dotson taking on the Niners. You got Marquise Goodwin. I've already talked about Marquise, how much we like him this week. Is Burks going to play? Is Traylon ready to go? Because, man, I didn't know if we would have Burks. And one of the problems is, though, what is the situation between Burks and Malik Willis? I don't... I. Burke's coming off that concussion, that massive hit he took in Philly where he left the game after scoring his first career touchdown, which I predicted on this show. I posted the video as verification. I got receipts, y'all. But this week, I don't know if you can trust that. Oh, he says Marquise is brown. Okay, sorry. Marquise Goodwin has been a big topic on the show, so you do have to clarify. Thank you, Matt, for doing so. So Marquise Brown, who is questionable himself at this moment, Burks is questionable, KJ Osborne has been part of some big moments here the last two weeks. One of them was fortunate against Detroit late. And last week was the miracle bozo miracle of all bozo miracles, of course. 10 catches, 157 yards, hell of a game. Then Romeo Dobbs, who's back in the picture, and he showed up. There was a lot of mystery about Romeo Dobbs and how much he would contribute coming back after being out for a while. But he came right into the offense, and he showed why he's a talented guy. In fact, I think Dobbs is the better long-term receiver in terms of a consistent weapon who can rack up catches. Christian Watson is the big play explosive guy. Romeo Dobbs is the rock-solid possession receiver, the guy you can count on to get that first down and keep moving the chains. And actually, in three years, Watson and Dobbs together look like a great draft class for the Packers, even though it's not going on the on the time frame that they had planned out with Aaron Rodgers being old, those are two good draft picks. So which two of these should I start? <sighs> Probably going to say Dobbs in Miami. Packers are in Miami. I'm going to say Dobbs, Osborne, or Dotson. But Dotson might be a long shot because I don't know how much I trust Heineke anymore, especially against, oh, man, especially against the Niners on the road. Yeah, that doesn't inspire confidence. I think I'm going to say the top three are Dobbs, Chark, 
and Osborne. And I don't choose Marquise only because of the questionable tag, and I don't know if I could trust Trace McSorley to get him the ball if he does play enough. I'm worried about that. So there you go. Yeah. I think I'm going Dobbs. Dobbs, Osborne, Chark. And I'm concerned about Chark because it's outdoors, and Carolina's weather is going to be bad, as I mentioned. Dobbs gets to play down in Miami. Osborne gets to play indoors. Yeah. There you go. I'm locking that in. Chark is also known as DJ Chark of the Detroit Lions. My Bozo Lions, Jasper, just in case you were wondering who the hell that was. Okay? Woohoo! Let's talk about that game. My Bozo Lions, right here on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. We are live. You talk. Give me two. We're live and uncensored. Detroit Lions are two and a half point road favorites in Carolina. Carolina beat Seattle on the road outright a couple weeks ago, and Carolina loses at home to Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers last week. What do we do in the rubber match? My Bozo Lions, everybody's on the Lions, but the line's not moving either, which is always, always something that you should stop and say, whoa, why is this line not moving? What's going on here? Minus two and a half, Lions. (sighs) They're the better team. So... It just seems like eventually the Lions' luck has to run out. The Panthers play desperate, but Sam Darnold versus Jared Goff, better running attack. Uh, the better old line is with the Lions. This is a tough game. I don't want to bet in this game at all, but I do I do expect that the Panthers' crowd may be mixed because the weather's going to be crappy for North Carolina standards. They might not want to show up on Christmas Eve for that garbage weather. I don't know. This game's very cloudy to me. I don't see it clearly. And I'm not really of any use in this one because my Bozo Lions are involved. Booyah. Yeah. When those Bozo Lions are involved, I get confused because I've got such a long checkered history with my Bozo Lions. Clax wants to know, Njoku or Gerald Everett? Everett. It's easy. Everett's indoors. Njoku's outside in Cleveland. And Deshaun Watson sucks. Herbert's way better. I know Herbert's got a lot of options, but I'm taking Gerald Everett indoors over Njoku. Njoku really burned me last week. I had high hopes for him, and Watson was not able to get him the ball enough. But the Ravens play good D, so you got to give him credit there. Credit words due, Baltimore Ravens. Offense has gotten way worse in Baltimore, but the defense has gotten a lot better as the season has progressed. Speaking of the Ravens, they're hosting the Falcons. Six and a half point home favorites. No Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley show once more. The Atlanta Falcons, they play everybody tight. I mean, they don't get blown out. They were getting smoked. Desmond Ritter and company were getting smoked in the first half by the Saints, but then they put up a fight in the second half, and they lost by three. So you got to take the six and a half here because the Ravens don't blow anybody out. The Ravens play down to competition all the time. They can't score, but their defense has gotten a lot better. And the one thing the Ravens do best is really they're starting to defend the run very, very well, which is where the Falcons thrive. And the weather for this one in Baltimore on Saturday at 1 o'clock, I don't know if it's going to be as bad as some of the other joints in terms of the freezing cold temperatures and the brutal wind. It doesn't look like it'll be that bad for this one in Baltimore, which is a place I love. I miss Baltimore. I spent Christmas there a couple years ago when I lived there. I remember my roommate went on vacation for two whole weeks, and I had the whole place to myself. There I was for 10 days, just hanging out with dogs watching movies and playing video games. It was a simple life. But was it really living? Think about that. Uh, Tyler Huntley, I'm playing. 
Uh, I don't know who he can throw the ball to. Mark Andrews is a mystery now because of the inability to throw the ball consistently in Baltimore. I don't know how you can trust Mark Andrews, but you got to play him. If you're still alive in your playoff week, you have no choice. You really don't. So do what you got to do. Maybe Isaiah likely shows up here and he catches a sneaky touchdown. I feel like that could happen. That's a gut feeling I have. Uh, Falcons-wise, you know, Desmond Ritter, a guy that I would not want to play against this Ravens defense right now, but I would like to see if we can get something out of Mr. Tyler Algiers this week. But I think it's a bad matchup. I do. So I'm really not that excited about the Falcons offense from a fantasy perspective. If you got a Drake London, maybe you can hope to get some consistency out of him if the Falcons get down and they have to throw more, but I'm not excited about it. Not a lot of excitement when I think of that Baltimore-Falcon matchup. Black says, thanks. He got me two. Oh, really? That's awesome. Because Jasper says in the live chat, yeah, I know who he is. Left my ass off. Just surprised he was on the list. Just saying. Oh, we were talking about DJ Chark. He was just surprised that he was on the list. Jasper knows who DJ Chark is, everybody. Everyone calm down. Remain calm. Jack Sparrow's here. Captain Jack Sparrow. Singletary or Jamal Williams? Who's got more upside in week 16 of the NFL? Well, Jack Sparrow, as your... Mate? First mate? What are the, what's the guy who's not the captain, but I'm the first mate, right? Yeah. I'm like the second guy in charge here. I'll be the first mate to your captain of the Black Pearl. I'll be Jeffrey Rush, and you could be Captain Jock Sparrow. Sparrow. Or am I sounding more like Bill Nye now? Boy, I'm getting all my characters confused. Am I Davy Jones or am I Jeffrey Rush? I don't know. Anywho, Devin Singletary versus Jamal Williams? I'm taking Devil Singletary. I mentioned this earlier in the show in the Bears-Bills matchup. I like Devin Singletary. I think they're going to need to rely on him to solidify that win in that weather, in that situation. He's got to be a part of things. Jamal Williams in Carolina. He might score a couple touchdowns, though. Yeah, boy, that's a tough one. This is tougher than I think because Jamal Williams' role has been reduced a bit. DeAndre Swift has shown up more, but they've also thrown the ball so well. I think Jamal Williams might be due for a touchdown. I think I might. I'm going Singletary, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jamal Williams you know, ratted out a couple goal line touchdowns or at least one in a very tight game in Carolina. Yep, there you go. I'm locking it in. And just for the record, if you want other people's opinion, Jasper says Singletary. Once again, we agree. 30 Helens agree. Okay, the Commanders at San Francisco. Six and a half point dogs as the Commanders roll into San Francisco after blowing that game against the Giants. San Francisco is going to win this game, but I'm going to take the Commanders plus six and a half because I think this will be a defensive battle. I think the Commanders defense is going to want to show the San Francisco defense that they mean business. Now, it's very likely the 49ers, if they had their right quarterback, would blow the Commanders out. But I think this is the first game where Brock Purdy gets a reality check because that Washington front, Chase Young is back and he can be trouble. I'm going to take the Commanders in the six and a half. Brock Purdy can't be superstar stud every week. I know they try to protect him. The only problem here is that maybe the Washington O-line, which is not good. I mean, Kevin Thibodeau destroyed that O-line last Sunday night. And if he's going to do that, what's the 49er defense going to do? That's the only question I have here that could lead to this game being more of a blowout in favor of the Niners. But I'm playing Christian McCaffrey all day long. And George Kittle, I think, is going to finish the season strong after that really confidence-boosting game against the Seahawks. Kittle, Kittle, Kittle. I bet Kittle ends up being one of the darlings of the 2022 fantasy playoffs. I'm going to lock that in. There it is. 
All right, Eagles and Cowboys, a game that was much more highly. Oh, we got Nikki Cow here. Jackie Cow. I cannot read. Am I blind? Jackie Cow says, I need two of these following players. Pickens, Slayton, Peoples-Jones, the Peoples-Jones, Singletary and Osborne. Pick two. Once again, Singletary and Osborne. These guys have been showing up a ton. A ton. George Pickens. Hmm, I, I kind of want to. Trubisky sucks, man, but I wish if Pickett was playing, Pickett and Pickens have a much better rapport. Slayton indoors. Kind of like Slayton indoors against the Vikings. And Peoples Jones outdoors with Deshaun Watson. I know Peoples Jones had a touchdown, but that's a one off. It's a fluke to me. I'm probably going to go with Slayton and. I want to go Slayton and Pickens, but I just don't trust Trubisky enough. So I guess I'll go Slayton and Singletary. But I'd like to go Slayton and Osborne. But I'm definitely Slayton. So go Slayton and one of the other ones. Jasper says, riding with you, MJ. That's right. Riding high. That's what we're doing here, Jasper, my main man. I hope that helps, Jackie. Jerry Slayton in Minnesota sounds like a fun play for me. Fast track, garbage defense. I can see people's Jones still being valid with Deshaun Watson, but the weather's going to be, like I said, it's going to be crazy in Cleveland. Jasper says he would go with Singletary and Pickens. That's his choice. So take what you will from the live chat and what I said and make your own conclusion, Jackie. And we wish you all the best. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel here and like our video while you're here. Just takes a quick two clicks. One, two, one, two. That's all you got to do. Bing, bang, boom. Booyah. Booyah. All right. So Eagles and Cowboys, the Eagles are four and a half point dogs because they have no Jalen Hurts. This doesn't really matter. The Cowboys can't catch the Eagles, really, so who cares? This game is all messed up now because of no hurts. So, take the Cowboys' defense. The Eagles will be listless. I feel that, and I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. I'm taking the four and a half to lay it against the Philadelphia Eagles. I do think Gardner Minshew can throw the ball all over the place, so there is a potential for the Eagles to rack up passing yards in this situation, but it could be in a fruitless affair where the Cowboys roll. But then again, the Cowboys offense needs to dominate with the running attack. So I love Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott this week. If they run the ball, they can run it on this Philly D, especially if they're a little more despondent this week because there's no Jalen Hurts. All right, the Immaculate Reception, the 50th anniversary, the big bozo bullshit reception that wasn't true because the refs thought they might get killed if they said it was incomplete pass. So they just said, it's complete Steelers win. Now we will survive. <laughs> that's that's the story I heard. Yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah, I know. Raiders are two-point dogs in Steeler territory. All signs point to the Steelers winning this game, the 50th anniversary, and Franco Harris just died. But how much does that really mean to today's Steelers? I don't know. I, I think some of that stuff gets overblown from our fan perspective. These guys are professionals. Did they know Franco Harris really, really well? I mean, this isn't college. This is professional ball. Guys come and go every year. That loyalty just isn't there like there used to be way back in the day. I know Mike Tomlin's been there a long time, but it's just not like that anymore. So I kind of think the Raiders plus two isn't crazy. I could see them taking it. Derek Carr is the better quarterback. And if the Raiders, when the Raiders are expected to blow it, they'll come through. But when they're expected to do it, they're going to blow it. That's what they are. I'm taking the Raiders plus two, and I like the Raiders' offensive weapons in this game, especially all the guys they got back now. I love them all. Mac Hollins is still a part of things. Hell, 
Keelan Cole's involved now. He had that bozo touchdown that shouldn't have been last weekend, but hey, I digress. That happens. Steelers-wise, I just can't believe Mitch Trubisky is the guy that gets trusted and he gets the job done. I just can't believe that's the world we live in, but apparently that's the one we do live in. Packers are at the Dolphins. Packers are three-and-a-half-point dogs. I like the Packers in the points here, but I'm not saying they win. I bet they lose by a field goal, but I'm taking the points. The Packers, also because they could ruin the Lions' party here, I can already see it playing out right now. The Lions have been on cloud nine, but the Packers are winning out, and they face the Lions in the last game of the season at home in Lambeau. And I can just see the Packers taking it away from the Lions. I really can. So I'm taking the Packers in three and a half. I love all their receiving options. I like Aaron Rodgers to start picking it up here. And, of course, the Dolphins' offense is in play with Raheem Mostert, hopefully getting more opportunities to run the ball consistently like he did last week. And all their other options are in play. This should be a fun game on Christmas Day at 1 o'clock. Packers-Dolphins, give me the 3.5 with the Packers. Broncos, minus three favorites at the Rams. Uh, Who cares about this game? Seriously. Good luck trying to pick out some fantasy value out of this. Latavius Murray, maybe. The one thing the Rams have done fairly well most of this season is stop the run. Whatever. Rams, Broncos, do whatever you want. Bucks and Cardinals, Sunday night on Christmas night. The Bucks. oh, by the way, that game's in Arizona. I'm sorry. I said earlier it was in Florida. That is embarrassing. That's unacceptable. The Bucks are seven and a half point road favorites. Christmas night in Arizona, but it's indoors still. So my point about Brady being a better play than Derek Carr earlier in the show, because somebody asked me about who would you rather start this week, Brady or Carr, it still holds true because Brady's indoors in Arizona. So the logic is sound. But you want to take Trace McZorley and the Cardinals at home, go ahead. I mean, there's no reason why Tampa Bay should be seven and a half point road favorites at all anywhere. So taking the Cardinals in the seven and a half makes a lot of sense from a betting perspective. In fact, it's a home dog. It's what you should do. I don't care who's starting a quarterback for the Cardinals. But I like all the fantasy assets in this game outside of the running attack for the Bucs. The Bucs are going to throw, 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 throw. Russell Gage, there's no Julio Jones, so the Russell Gage show is in full motion. And you want to be in business with Russell Gage because it's not a fluke. He's a part of what they're doing here. And then the Monday night game, Chargers to the Colts. Like I said, Herbert indoors against the Colts, four-point favorites. I say take the Chargers in the minus four. You're going to be sweating it out you're going to be on tilt big time but in the end the chargers should prevail they should get it done and that's it i've covered the show i've covered every game from week 16 we've talked about fantasy decisions that we would do or not do i want to give everybody a round of applause it's been a great year it's been quite a wild ride we've learned so much from each other this season and as we close out the show, we've got one more question from TTD Capo. Hey, TTD Capo, great to have you here. Subscribe and like the video, please. Miles Sanders, McKinnon, or Montgomery? For a second running back starter, I got Josh at the number one. So he's got Josh Jacobs. Miles Sanders against that Dallas D. They really should rely on Miles Sanders with no hurts. They really should. But Jarek McKinnon against Seattle's too tasty. I don't know if this is PPR or not, TDD. I'm going to go McKinnon. I want, I'm want. i not going Montgomery. Montgomery's got reinforcements returning, and Fields is the guy who runs the ball. So I like McKinnon first, Sanders second. In fact, 
Josh Jacobs against the Steelers, I'm a little, little concerned about. I know the Steelers stopped the run last week in Carolina, but Josh Jacobs should be able to take it to him. That's my take on that one. TTD. Jasper says, Merry Christmas to all. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Um, I mean, I'll be on vacation here, so I should probably do a show for week 17, right? There's really no excuse. December 30th, next Friday. Hope to be able to do that for you. Make sure you check out the Discord. I put the link in here like three times. If you're new to it, we talk all about this stuff all day long, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Football, baseball, betting, basketball, betting, whatever, anything, all the time. We do it all. There's nothing we don't do. TDD says thank you. You're welcome, TDD. Great to have you here. Make sure you subscribe and like the video. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, guys. If you've never reviewed the show, can you please give us a five-star review? For the holidays. If you've never done it, you can do it once on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate that. And on Spotify, just click the five-star button. That's all you got to do. If you're hearing it right now, just say, okay, I'm clicking the five-star button right now while I'm listening to the show. You can do it as it's happening simultaneously, and I can do it in a really high voice. Thank you so much, everybody. I'm going to turn it over now to Al Pacino. And what I think is a very poignant message for the holiday season there's a great lesson here from al pacino and the 1999 film any given sunday we close every football show with this i hope all your betting plays come true if you have any more questions join us in the discord and until that day my friends until that day i don't know what to say really three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. Either we heal as a team or we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light we can climb out of hell one inch at a time now i can't do it for you i'm too old i look around i see these young faces and i think i mean i made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make i uh I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in a mirror. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff, you find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that itch. 
On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. It's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that inch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that inch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now, I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. Hell yeah. You're gonna see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're gonna do the same for him. That's the team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you gonna do? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.